Okay. Okay, good evening to everyone. Happy Lag Boimer. Happy Lag Boimer. Yeah. The actually, the other, what? Oh, okay. Lahaven Betaisa's beer. We're going to continue where we left off last week. To understand with added explanation. Inyan Birchasa Zimon Anal. The idea of the blessing of the Zimun, Zimun is when we said before the invitation, the invite, that when you do the, the blessing after the meals, you do an invite. One person calls and says, let us bench. We learned last week you need three people in order to do that. And um, we explained last week the idea was because there is a difference when you're channeling energy to one person and when you're channeling energy to a whole city. When you're channeling to one person, you can make a little stream, just a thin little streaming of spiritual uh, 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 um, energy flow. And then you don't have to make such a major preparation. It doesn't have to be very super deep, just to be a little, a little, a little groove, if you might say, in the ground, and you can get. But when you, once you have three already, it's considered already the ability for, multiple, for, for many. Because once you have three, you can already create all kinds of blends. It's considered already giving a hamshacha, a flow, to a whole, to a whole, to a whole community. Then you, what you need to do is you first, from the river source or from the source, the river, you have to create a reservoir, a pool of water, and then from that reservoir, that's when you can take and it can flow. And that's why when you have more than one person sitting together, you so there's three stages. There is the makar, the source. Then there is the brecha. Brecha is the pool. And then there is, from the pool, you're drawing down, and we learned last week, you're drawing down from the brecha into the cup. The cup is the individual recipient who is receiving from the flow. When the person is holding the cup by benching and he's holding the wine, he's saying, let us draw down, which means when he's saying, let us draw down, first he's creating the reservoir. And then from the reservoir, he's drawing into the cup. And we learned last week, so that's the significance of why an individual doesn't have to do it, or even two people can't do it, because by two you only have two. You don't have the ability to create more than two. It's only when you have the teferis, then the two extremes can join together. And when the two extremes can join together, you can begin to create the, the, the multitudes and multitudes of variations, and then you have the brech. So then we discussed also last week why um, when Mashiach is going to come and there's going to be the big meal, um, and they're going to offer the cup of the benching to Avram Avinu. And Avram Avinu is going to decline. And he's going to say, I can't make, I can't lead the benching. I can't do the invite because um, uh, Yishmael comes from me. And Yitzhak is going to say, I can't do the invite because Esav comes from me. And uh, Yaakov is going to say, I can't do the invite because I married two sisters. So we're learning what's the connection. He asked the question. I mean, didn't they ever, didn't they ever bench in their life? Suddenly they can't bench because they had this problem. So last week we discussed that what's unique. No, only on that cup they don't want to touch, because that cup is talking about the wine that's still inside the grape, the grapes that are there from the th- from the six days of creation, which is referring to the tree of life. There is the tree of knowledge which is a very, very potent, powerful um, life force, the tree of knowledge. But the tree of knowledge is a life force that's already lends itself to eventually to pollution, to 
to be to be polluted and to be um, to be corrupted and to be used as an energy to flow into the dark into the realms of un, of impurity. Uh, it has a source of f- flow of godly flow, definitely. When we say eight sadas, before we say it's not, it doesn't say it's the tree of death. It's a tree of knowledge, good, and good is said before bad, and then bad, but bad can come from it. But then there is the tree of life, and the tree of life is a much, much higher source, um, connected to its, to the deepest and the highest uh, levels of life. And um, the tree of knowledge, he says, of good and bad, that's where regular wine comes from. And therefore, when you drink wine, it brings out the best in a person, and it brings out the worst in a person. It has that ability to bring out both. Okay? So, if um, Yishmael drinks from that, meaning if some of that wine, th- because of its polluted state, ends up in, 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 in sustaining the negative, it's bad, but it's repairable. If, God forbid, the tree of life would be would be accessed by those who are not meant to access that, then that would be very dangerous. And we're saying that what 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 um, what uh, what Avram was afraid that since from his pipeline there has been already a leakage, there has been a leaking happening from his flow of life, from his soul. Um, he wasn't able to contain everything in kedusha and holiness. Some of his energy was drained into the klipa, into the negative. Therefore, Avram is saying, you know, regular wine I can handle, but to give me this very, very deep, 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 powerful thing, I'm too afraid of. Because God forbid I should, I should allow that into the wrong hands because of me, because so too Yitzchak. That was the general idea we were learning about last week. It wasn't so, so clear. Um, let's continue today, see what we can clarify as we learn, continue learning. This is on page Kuv Dalet in Siddur of the Alter Rebbe. Shar Birches Amazin. Okay, I made the copies. It's the second page. It's the page after 206. To understand with added explanation. The idea of the blessing of the, of the invite, Hanal, that we mentioned earlier, the Indian Mimer Hanal, and the Mimer of what the sages say, with a cup of blessings. Um, that they're going to give it to the forefathers when Mashiach comes. When God is going to make a a a, 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 a festive meal for the tzaddikim, can you do as it is known? Because we learned in Reim Mehemna, which is Zohar. It's good to learn that today, day of the Arizal. We studied in Zohar. In the Zohar says there's three levels as things emerge from the hunt, from the hidden and the unknown, from Hashem into creation. There is makar, there is a level called source, and then there is a level called mayon. Mayon means spring, and then there is the chafira, and then there is a a dug a dug cistern. So let's explain what they had, what that means. Makar means the water while it's still completely hidden. It's still in its source, like the subterranean water. Like the water that is deep, deep, deep beneath the ground. That's called makar. It's the source, 
we know that all water above the surface is coming from below the surface, from deep caverns or cavities that are deep under the deep, deep, deep in the earth. Is right, but yet um, it's it's not known. The mucker is completely hidden and inexperienceable, so to speak. Then from there comes springs. What is a spring? A spring is already water protruding out of the soil, and it's coming up. It's delicious, fresh water. But you know it's only a tiny bit from the mucker, from the source. And then from these springs, you might have the springs making little little brooklets, and eventually you want to make you create your own little pool where the water goes in, and it's held. And that's called a chafira. A chafira. So this is obviously, just like it is physically, this is mimicking the spiritual realms. There is a source called the makar, the source, which is completely hidden from any whatsoever creature, being angelic, being celestial, being... It's hidden, hidden beyond. No one knows it. It's completely within God. Then there is a place what's called mayan. Mayan is already a spring. It's from the hidden that's emerging a little bit. Is it coming out? Like chachma. Chachma is called a mayan. Why? Because Chachm is already the beginning of consciousness. It's with the creative, with the unknown, where the superconscious is already emerging out into a conscious flash. And finally, uh, the pool is where it's gathering in a vessel. And the vessel is already the bina. The bina is where you have the words, the containers, to be able to hold it. And then you have a full idea with words. And, and that. So that's like sort of a chafir. Makar, he says, the Zohar says, Hupchenas, Oi, I know I'm doing something over here. I'm reading over here. And I'm noticing that I skipped the whole page. I'm like, I didn't prepare this before. I wasn't looking at this. I only looked at, at this page. That's right. Let's learn for you. I was going to learn the page before this. Now let's go back. Let's go back. Abir Advarim. Something was, was funny. Page before, page Kuf Gimel. I'm sorry. Abir Advarim. I want to I continue, but I want to go through all the pages. Yuvan, page Kuf Gimel. Um, opposite of page 204. I mean, by you it's copies, so it's the page after 204. We're first going to preface what we learned earlier, to get a better understanding of the wine that's inside the grape. Before we see, remember last week we spoke that there is a dangerous wine and there is a healthy wine. The dangerous wine is the ordinary wine, wine that, that's what Chava took. Chava squeezed the wine Chava squeezed the wine out of the grapes and um, she put it out. The, the other, and that's called Eitzadas, the tree of knowledge. But then there is the wine while it's still in its grape and that we said is, you know, beyond this mixture of good and bad. So what is the idea? She so says... So I, okay, again, I'm, I, this is my assumption of what he's saying. This is what I think he's saying. Wine represents, the concept of wine, wine represents expans- expansiveness because wine opens you up. You say, L'chaim, your consciousness expands. Meaning all the emotions, feelings, and stuff that are embedded and hidden and, 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 and stuck, so to speak, in a person, what does the wine do? It 
causes a an expansion, and therefore you become far more aware and you experience more. So wine represents experience. Every time things come from the hidden, from the hidden non-experienced state, because it's still it's it's deeper than experience, and it emerges into the experiential state. Um, that's called giloy, okay, revelation. And that can bring joy, happiness, because a person is not happy when they're stuck. A person is happy when they're free, when they're open. When there is, when there is joy and when there is experience, there is always the possibility of, of, of negativity. What's the, what's, the, what's the problem? What's the extra possibility of negativity? is because when a person has experience of whatever it is, and we're talking about even, see, he's talking over here about, obviously, Adam Arishon is in Gan Eden. He's in the Garden of Eden. So his experiences, he doesn't have any, he's not carrying baggage from generations. He doesn't have a corrupt, corrupted whatever or stuff there from his childhood that he has to deal with, you know, from, 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 from abuse that he's taken either when he was a kid or in previous lives. He's a clean slate. He's pure, he's holy, he's a godly soul coming from God directly. So when we're talking about experience, we're talking about a pure, godly, and holy experience. He's going to feel God. But the very idea that he's going to become conscious and aware and intensely aware of that experience, experiencing Hashem, in the, in the experience there is holy and unholy. The possibility, it's still holy, but the possibility of the unholy. Why? He's feeling God. Ah, it's experience, he's, and he's full of joy. But in the experience, there is also, he is feeling, I am feeling. There is also the self, the consciousness, that he is feeling. So the question is, what is he feeling more? Is he feeling more the subject of what he is feeling, which is God? And he lost all track of the fact that he is feeling? Or is he, or is he feeling very much, the thing is, oh, look what I am feeling. In other words, how much consciousness of self is there in the experience of what he's feeling. So therefore he's going to differentiate, he's going to say the difference between pleasure and joy. Okay, Pleasure is deeper than joy. When you're experiencing the divine as an experience of pleasure, in pleasure you're totally out of yourself. Completely out of yourself. It's the ecstasy and the bliss of that what you're experiencing, there is no self. In happiness... You're conscious of the fact that you're there, and therefore, you're, you're, I am happy. Am I happy already? Am I not happy already? Happiness is still connected to the person's self, as opposed to the pleasure which you're, when you move past yourself completely. So therefore, he says, Oneg is a state, is a state of consciousness where there is no klipa, because there's no self, and there is no klipa. In joy is where you have klipa. We could potentially have klipa, because where there is a self, the self can... Wherever there is, there is a blockage on God, because as long as you're feeling yourself, that I is taking up space, which is really false, because the only reality is Hashem, and Hashem is in everything and in everywhere. But the person having an I is now blocking that. And in joy, you can have an I. And that's the idea. Any, every time things come to a state of murgash, of, of a feeling, and I feel, that's when you're, you're going into the dangerous zone. As opposed to being in a place beyond the I feel. 
Let's read it inside the words that he uses. The the pleasure and the joy. Inyan echadu was one idea. Joy, there is more revelation, meaning things are becoming more pronounced. More revelation meaning it's more revealed in your consciousness as opposed to you transcending your consciousness. So it's more revealed in you, in, in the vessel, so to speak. And therefore, vuhu bahar gasha, it comes with a very strong feeling that you're feeling. Awareness that you're feeling. Kanal, mashamargish ma'oid. You are very, very much feeling yourself as you're going through this experience. Minatvekus. What are you feeling? You're conscious of the fact that you're cleaving to somebody. You hear what's going on? You're conscious of the fact that you're cleaving to God. But you're very conscious of that. And you're conscious of the fact that you are feeling pleasure now of this amazingly godly place. Ooh, that's not healthy already. But pleasure will build the agarsha In the pleasure you're lost. You, saw, you, you forgot even that you're there. You don't even know that you're there. You're just in it. Vaklal elabatachlis abitl. You at the epitome of non-existence. Kenal vuhu, and that's called wine that's still in the grape. Wine that's squeezed out of the grape means that it's coming out. It's going into a cup. You're 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 taking this great vast experience of God of Hashem, and you're feeling it in your cup. So you feel the parameters of yourself, of your own existence. Okay? So, but when, you're, when, 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 you're still, when it's the wine is inside the grape, means it's, it's a deeper, the experience is higher up in your soul. When it's higher up in your soul, it's not, it's not so much in the... It's hard to explain this. You're not in yourself. You're outside of yourself, as opposed to feeling. Right? So then, it's yain banavav. It's the wine that's still inside the grape. Sha'or mechusa. The light is still covered. Venela madayin. It's still in its in its source. V'tachlis ahelim shaloi. And in the epitome of concealment, hu pchenas hakeser elyon. That's the level of crown. As opposed to chachma, where you're already. It's, it's, it's entering into vessels, entering into containers. Shenikra ayin. Keser is still called nothingness. Vachachma me'ayin timatze. Chachma comes from this nothingness. Upinish timatze, when we say chachma is coming from nothing, pichinas yesh kiyadua. The flash of chachma, oh, even though it's such a subtle eye, it has a little eye in it. The keser is still a level beyond eye. Vuhu pichinas habrecha. And that's the difference. There is the river which in our case we would say is the keser, the crown. And then there is the reservoir. The reservoir is the chachma. Because it's already something separated from the, from the source. As we mentioned earlier, there is source. There is source, spring, and, and chafira, and a, and, 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 a, and a pit, where you, a cistern, where you're holding it. Right? So in the keser, it's still ayin, it's still pure nothingness. Then you have the brecha, vahayayin hanigla bekois, and the wine that's coming revealed into the cup, who yayin shenischat menanovim. It's already come out of the grapes. Shayatza oir kvar behisgalos. 
the light has already fully emerged into revelation. Bekeli in a cup, keniskaliel, v'hu kaishal bracha, that's the cup of blessings. So you have it already in a vessel. Now we're going to see like this. God wants to fill, the whole purpose of creation is that God wants to fill us with his light down here. In other words, the intention is that everything should come to full manifestation in full expression. The problem is, whenever you're bringing things into full expression and into full experience, there is the danger always of who is lurking in the corners. Who is there that can grab it only in its revealed state and won't be able to touch it in the concealed state? But in the more... So again, the... We can't say because we want to protect it, let's leave it concealed. Because that God didn't have to create any, anything if he wanted that. He could have just stayed himself and not create anything. God wanted to, God is super ambitious. He wants to be able to express everything in a world of where there's a possibility, okay, through whatever it is, where there's a possibility for corruption and clip and all of that. With all that danger and all that, all that, all that, um, he, wants to, he wants us to work it out. It's very challenging. So there is an intention to bring, God did not create wine that it should stay in the grapes. Ultimately, he wants the wine to get squeezed out and get into the cup. And that's what Chava knew, Adam and Eve. She knew that. That's why she squeezed the grape. Now she brought things to revelation. But, she wasn't ready yet. The moment she did that, boom! Because the moment she brought herself into self-consciousness, into this experience, and when she had self-consciousness, then the thought is already, I am. And then that I is not in complete submission to God's I. Ooh, so here's where already there's other stuff happening. And that's where Klippa is starting. So that was very dangerous. But ultimately, through Torah and mitzvahs, we get rid of all this Klippa and all this garbage. So our vessels become clean and pure. We could bring it down into complete revelation, and not be afraid of it being, of it being, um, um, contaminated. Okay. Now, when Mashiach comes, there is going to be an elevation above in the future. So what's going to happen is like this: when Mashiach comes. What is now considered brecha, brecha means this uh, source, when Mashiach comes, the cup is going to be filled with the wine that's still inside the grape. What does that mean? What does that mean? That what is experienced in our vessels, which is the cup, is going to be that subtle wine that's still inside the grape. And that's considered in the cup. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means in general, all of existence is going to be elevated. All worlds are going to be elevated to a higher state. Everything is going to be in a higher state. So, the, you have three levels, we said before. You have the, ri- you have the river, you have the, 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 um, the pool, and then you have the individual pipes, and the, indi- the individual you know, barrels, so to speak. When Mashiach comes, the barrel becomes the reservoir. The reservoir is a higher place and a higher river is revealed. So which means that the level that was considered before 
outside of the vessel now is inside the vessel. What does that mean? That what was considered before non-self-awareness is now already considered too much self-awareness. You realize self-awareness has many, many, many levels. A person can feel, oh, I've gotten past myself, and he doesn't realize that there are still walls and there are still barriers, and that when he breaks out of that, he realizes, oh my, that I was so stuck, in which I thought is a, a world of liberation where I've gotten out of the constrictions of a self-consciousness. I'm really in that, because there are so many layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of that. So what might have been considered a state of perfect nullification and union with source is suddenly looked at after Mashiach comes and says, ugh, that is so coarse. That's what you're holding. Which before Mashiach comes, that's like the biggest tzaddik who is holding in that level. But now in these deeper, higher levels, that's too much, too much self. It's, it's not, it's, 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 it's creating static in this level, it's creating static. In lower levels, it's pure ecstasy. But in higher levels, this is too dense. And you have to shed another layer. Another layer of consciousness. And another layer of consciousness. So, therefore, as he's saying, the, the, the cup is now what was once the, the, um, the brecha. So what was considered clean and uncontaminable water, then, now if that's inside the cup... That means the levels that are beyond that are considered like Eitzachayim, tree of life. See what I'm saying? So that's so, kind of what he's saying over here. Let's read it. After there's going to be an elevation in the future. So the brecha that's now is then going to be the cup. The idea means that which is considered now pure pleasure, where you're not feeling yourself at all, in that supersensitive world, and the consciousness that we're going to be, and the spirituality that we're going to be able to access, then it's going to be considered too dense. That's going to be considered like really, really self-awareness. Because we will, we will go up into a higher levels. olamos in all the worlds. Adamasha nikra achshav keser, what is now called keter, keser meaning crown, the hainu pchenas ayin, it's called pure nothingness. Then yikra az b'shem malchus, the keser, what was what what used to be the crown is then going to be the lowest level. That's going to be malchus. That's going to be already considered expression in containers and in vessels. The keser then that's going to be then is going to be way above that, way above that. What's Malchus? Malchus is revelation, expression, into something. Kiddu, as it is known, what is now considered not, no, no consciousness, no awareness of self, um, no self-awareness rather, which is the wine that's in the grape. When Mashiach comes, that wine leaves the grape. But that doesn't mean there's no more wine in the grape. That means that now there is a higher grape and a higher wine that's in that. That's why we're saying that wine is now in the cup. And the wine that's not sensed, which is the pleasure that we spoke before that's higher than joy, higher than happiness. The pleasure that we spoke about before that is 
that is transcendent um, pleasure without any self-awareness, it's going to be on a higher level. What is now the pool, that's going to be considered the cup. In other words, what does it mean? The Masha Achshav Nikra Simcha, what is now called a joy, in a nullified state, which we say is what, it's, what we say righteous people rejoice in God. So they're rejoicing about God, not about self. The Yismachu Bacha, we rejoice in you. When Mashiach comes, that's considered Simcha Bahargasha. That's considered a joy with too much consciousness. That's what, so we, we can understand, put it this way, that what you might think is a very beautiful prayer, and you forgot yourself, you, you became so lost in your prayer, and you're, you entered into such a beautiful godly place during prayer, we can understand that if the Kohen Gadol, the high priest in the Holy of Holies, felt the way you felt now, it would be considered extremely, extremely lowly, not elevated, even though for you it was your highest moment. Because we understand that when you come to the Holy of Holies, you have to divest yourself a million, million more levels of self. Of self. So that's the general what's going to happen when Mashiach comes as things move. That's the meaning when we say that Hashem is going to make a suda l'tzadikim. And the cup of wine is going to be from the wine that is in the grapes, Piddish. Sheyib, which the wine that's in the grape is considered the keser. It's, it ha- that's my meaning. It's in the grape, but it hasn't yet revealed itself. What did we say is keser? Keser is a state of utter concealment. Then it's going to be considered the cup. And so automatically. So when they're going to pick up that cup, whoever it's going to be, first Avram, then Yitzhak, then Yaakov, and then finally King David, whoever's going to pick up the, the cup and is going to say, Nevarech, let us create a higher brecha, a higher pool. Obviously, he's going to create a new pool because whatever the pool went into the cup. So now we need a higher pool from a much higher source. From a much higher source. And since it's going to be in the wine that is Meshumar, Avram won't want a bench because Avram is going to say, this is clean wine. This is wine. And I don't want to give Chas V'Sholem a possibility and to, for it to be... Because remember, once the self-consciousness, there is place already for corruption, for Klippa. Because the whole identity of Klippa is a lack of bittel, a lack of nullification. Their very existence is a blockage, a clogging. That's what they're all about. In other words, when, if they're totally transparent, then they're holiness. So they, 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 they must exist within the blockage. And therefore, Avram is not going to want a bench. Because Avram is going to say like this. What is he going to say? He's going to say that, I finally have these waters, or this wine, the Yain HaMashumar, Ba'anava. Being that now, as it is in a cup, this used to be considered non-clippable, non-clippable 
wine. Right? The klipa has no access to it. But in the higher sensitivity world that we're living right now, this too is considered self-consciousness. Because the wine is out of the grape. The secret is out of the closet. The wine is out of the grape. And therefore, since Yishmael came from me, that means my energy feeds into Yishmael, um, I can't do this. I can't bench. But the problem is, it's Mashiach's days already. All demons and all dark forces are going to be really re- removed from, from all of existence. So what are we afraid of Yishmael anymore? The minister of Yishmael has already been purified. The spirit of impurity I will remove from the land. That means that, that, the, that the entity of evil that Yishmael was deriving its energy from this ra, from the mixture, which goes back to the original wine that got squeezed out from the grapes, which as we said before, is called the tree of knowledge of good and bad. As we said earlier, the Chava Sachta Eshkoshal Anavim, that Chava squeezed out a cluster of grapes. Now, we're going to have already dealt with this already from the thousands of years of purification mankind has purified himself so when once Mashiach comes already we don't have any more of this leftover residue of this garbage as we said before so why are we now afraid of Yishmael who's gonna what kind of perversion can there be now but in the wine that is unified with its source the the wine that's still one with the God saying it's like in that first primordial world where all where every where every feature is still one with its source it doesn't have any independent sense at all it's called the tree of life Yishmael never received from this place and in the future it's going to be a cup of blessing nothing else but blessing so the minister of Yishmael Yishmael doesn't have any part in it and therefore, so then Avram shouldn't be afraid to bench. What is he scared? Because of this. For two reasons. First of all, we're dealing with a level of spirituality that is so close to its source that Kalipa can't buzz into it, can't siphon energy of it because it is so close, it's so nullified to its source, it doesn't, doesn't leave room. Where does Kalipa come to thrive in a person full of ego? The more ego a person has, the more unholiness is able to attach itself to him. He becomes a, a breeding ground for the impure. Where there is nullification, there is oneness with God, Klippa runs. It cannot come where there is. What they like is, see what Klippa loves, is someone who's in touch and connected to these powerful spiritual forces, but has an ego. Because then, they, on the one hand, they receive all this powerful energy. On the other hand, they give room for all the Klippa to come and siphon and just take all that and use it for their for their for, like their their most cherished um, um, entity is a person doing mitzvot, but not not connected. Because when you're doing a mitzvah, you're subconsciously connected. But in the person's consciousness, um, they're full of themselves, so their klipa becomes very comfortable in them, and they drain all that energy into the dark side. And it's that's why it's very very dangerous. It's very dangerous to be a Jew. You're much healthier 
and, 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 and spiritually and, and kind of safer. Not, but you can't really do much. A Jew has access to everything, but at the same time, he's an attractive target. Because, psh, there you go. So now what needs to happen over here is, so, so, but, but, but that's, but he's saying, for, but there's two reasons why we shouldn't be afraid. First of all, this is a level of consciousness, this wine, when, when, when Avram is going to drink from this wine, it means entering into a consciousness where you're so nullified to the source. And therefore, Klippa can't come there. Secondly, the Klippa themselves have already been eradicated in the world. So there's no, there's no le- there's nowhere for them to come to, and there is no, there's no one to come. Ah, he says, Since in his history, since in Avram has this paranoia, because he had already Yishmoel inside of him, in Avram's channel from the right side, Chesed, Chachma Chesed Netzach, because Avram's channel is wisdom, kindness, and Netzach, and which, which as it is today, is under the influence of Eitzadas, tree of knowledge, Tovera, good and bad, Kanal. Shavram, which we know that Avram, Mitzad because of the extra Chesed, the excessive kindness, not, not that well balanced with Gavura, and it just being kindness, is able to get out of hand. It's when kindness gets, becomes too, too, when kindness goes unchecked, and it becomes like unfiltered love, where love just becomes very, yeah, that's right, and it becomes weak. What happens? So then Yishmael emerges. I stated elsewhere. Al came. So therefore, even though there is no root for Yishmael, there's nowhere where Yishmael can come and stick its, its, its um, tube in to, to, to drain the, the flow. But still, even though he doesn't have a shorish in this, he feels this is too intense for him to make the blessing because, as he's going to say before, simply it's a paranoia. It's simply a paranoia. It really has nothing to worry about. But because he's had that in his past, he's been a source of drainage. He's like, he's going to give the example in a minute, someone who's going for the first time to the king is afraid. Someone who spoke, who went to the, spoke of, See, if someone is not used to at all speaking or meeting important dignitaries, and the company wants him to go ahead and meet these important people because the, the company needs to get funding or they need to go. So this guy is supposed to meet to the, the CEO of this whatever, Fortune 500 company. The guy's a billionaire. So a person who knows that he's messed up already in many meetings with the little guys, he put his foot in his mouth, he's really messed up in the past, he's terrified like to go in there because he's... Because he's already, he had already a mess up with a lesser thing. So he just doesn't want, he's scared to go into it. He doesn't trust himself. Avram doesn't trust himself because on the tree of life energy flow, there was a mess up in his energy, in his pipeline. He says, so therefore, even though technically this is a higher place in which there is less fear of, of, of this thing, he, he, he wants to stay away. Because this wine... Of, 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 and not only are you drinking this wine in the cup, but you're going to invite. See, they're not afraid to drink from the cup. They're afraid to make the invitation. Because we said invitation means you're drawing forth a pool from an even higher source. And since this cup is a keli, and ultimately you're going to bring from that new brecha into the cup. 
And once things come into the cup, we said before, there is always the question, since it's coming into such an expressed, calable vessel state, there is the possibilities always of who else is going to come drink over here. Even though it's from wine that is now considered uncontaminable, when Mashiach comes, this is too is considered already too much self-awareness, which since Avram's channel had Yishmael coming from it, now you can say, Avram, you know, Yishmael got the whole the whole world of Yishmael and all of its horrors that it brought. Take a look today. Of all the horror of Yishmael. This, this contamination and this empowerment only came from the wine that we have today, which as we said earlier is wine that has already come out of the grape. It's not the hidden wine. And therefore the wine that's going to be then might not be, as we spoke earlier, that susceptible to this thing. In a gam even in protected wine, achar gam in accordance to the levels that are expected in those levels. In other words, when there is a higher degree of sensitivity required, that wine, which again makes you self-conscious, even if it's the most subtlest of self-consciousness, that too is considered a breeding ground maybe, or a possibility of a possibility, a remote, remote chance for unholiness to get into it. Allah said, Yafachid Avram, Avram is going to be afraid, Laham boy, to draw down in it, to take from that place, Hagam Shetema Medrega Yosegavoya, even though it's going to be in a higher place. Ma'achar, since, Shahoya Hakav Shaloi Pam Achas, since he was one time hacked, his soul was hacked one time, it's like if I, if I tell someone, I call someone, there are people here that, let's say, a person who gives me, uh, sometimes in the, in the center, the people who give, uh, who give, you know, they leave their credit card on, on file, and they'll do a monthly donation. So you charge them. If I call the guy and I say, um, I just want to let you know that your card, that my, my computer was hacked, and they stole all my credit card information. So your, so your information was also stolen. So you better check your thing, close the credit card. And in the same conversation, can I ask him, can you give me a new card? So one of these guys like, give me a new card, you're crazy or something. I'll send you head checks. I'm not going to give you no card. You were hacked, right? So that's what Avram is saying. I was hacked. My flow was hacked. Now I'm asking for a higher... Now I'm asking you to give me access to the Federal Reserve. Imagine. I mean, this stuff is like really potent stuff. The higher you go, the more, pre- the more intense it is. The more deep it is. And you don't want to give access to the clip. Yes, it's true, it's harder to hack in a much higher place. But even the tiniest possibility of that happening is too dangerous. Since his channel was once already a, a possibility for the... For the even though in the future it's going to be elevated to a higher place. Zeho Eloy, this elevation, In our world today, this is considered the level of this wine is going to be considered so lofty and un, 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 impenetrable by, the, by unholiness. 
But as we enter into higher states of consciousness and higher states of where all of existence is elevated, we have to care about even the more subtler, subtler. Uh, we're, we become more sensitive to the to the minute to minute little things, and they too become targets. Um, he's going to be afraid. Because there was one time a defect in his vessels. He gives an example. Someone who never went into the king's to have an audience with the king, he'll be afraid. Maybe he's going to speak in an unbefitting manner. If you say to the king, so how are you guys doing? You don't say to the king, guys. Guys, you say to your buddies. You don't refer to the king. You say, how is your majesty feeling? Hey, buddy, how you doing? The guy's used to talking that way. Doesn't know how, to, how the proper mannerisms and the proper things. So he might insult the king, not even knowing. And the more subtler a person becomes, you pick on the tiny, on the tiny nuances of what's considered a blemish. This guy is accustomed to speak in front of. This guy is accustomed to speak in front of important ministers, but he might think my form of language that I speak to a minister might not be the way you address a king. There might be a difference. So the same is with Avram. He says, you know, I've addressed the ministers. I've eaten from the tree of the tree of knowledge. I've drawn into my vessels, but the tree of life that's speaking to the king himself. Then I'm afraid. And especially if he messed up with the ministers as well. If he caused that when he spoke to them, that he's sure going to be petrified to go to the king. Yitzchak as well, didn't want to bless. Because Esav came out from him. Everything as we said earlier. Because in his line there was also he produced the whole the whole the whole Klippa world of Esav the Zohar says that the head of Esav is in Yitzchak's lap what do you think Esav Rome and all that the Roman Empire and from from Isaac Isaac is, is, is Avram's son but Yishmael, Yishmael is le- Avram's energy is, is leaking to Yishmael. Yitzchak's energy, which is, ju- which is discipline and gevura, also finds, in the end, becomes, can starts leaking out to the unholy. Becomes the forces of it becomes the force of Edom. Edom is Rome. It's the father of Rome, and all the corruption of that civilization, and all of that is being energized by Yitzchak. Of course he's holy. He's, the, he's one of our three patriarchs. He himself is a huge tzaddik. He's, but his son, he has two sons, Yaakov and Esav. And Esav is, is he's taking his, he's taking Yitzchak's gevura and he becomes a murderer. Yitzchak is a very disciplined and very strong person. It's holy gevura. Esav takes it and corrupts it into murder. He becomes a bloodthirsty. That's right. Yishmael becomes a perversion of Unholy kindness and love. 
So then even in the protected wine of the future, even though it's coming from the tree of life, which is above the tree of knowledge, since since his his channel was hacked already in the sense that something bad came out of it, he's going to be afraid to make the blessing even in a place even in a place where you don't really have to be afraid because Ra can't even get there he will still be afraid you see like this if God is offering them to make the blessing obviously there's, it's, it's not going to create a mess because God is saying yeah, you should do it but we can understand why they're going to decline and say, you know, and I think there's someone better for this job. They don't trust themselves. Even yeah, after Mashiach comes in this, because of the sensitivity of what we're dealing with. Because this is really the whole, the whole, whole idea of the whole balance of, of, of the world in the future. hear you, yeah. Especially when you're dealing with the, the very the very infinite source from where all this flows into, into all these dimensions of existence. And uh, you want to make sure that you're keeping the flow, the, that the flow is coming in, in a very, uh, in a very, in a very protected, um, there's a, there's a, what do they call it? There is a, a closed circuit a closed circuit channel. Uh, if it's not a closed circuit channel, you don't know who's going to grab that information and what what they're going to do with that information. That's the point. However, Yaakov says, I'm not going to bench that. Yaakov, Jacob doesn't have a problem because Yaakov only has 12 holy sons. All his children are tzaddikim. So there's no, there's no ace of, there's no, like Avram has a blemish in his offspring. Yitzchak has a blemish, but Yaakov doesn't. But he says, my problem is I married two sisters. No, not his sisters. He married two women that are sisters, which is a Torah prohibition. You're not allowed to marry a woman and her sister. According to the Torah, a man is allowed to marry more than one wife. But if they're not, you know, one is from different women. But if one is, if there are two of them are sisters, you're not allowed to marry them. And he says, In the future, the Torah is going to forbid them on me. He doesn't just say they're going to forbid them. He's going to forbid them on me. Even though that in Yaakov, there is no dread and there is no fear, I know, that there is an Avram Yitzchak. They produced, they, they, they were the source of unholy flow even though they were big, 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 holy, righteous people. But from them, if you take their energy too, too, too much to an extreme, you end up with problems. Uh, well, Yaakov, but Yaakov, Yaakov is the perfect harmonized human being because he's the son of Avram and Yitzhak and he's able to harmonize their two energies together. And when the two are harmonized together, then it's, it's protected. Um, which is the level of Teferis, of Zah, which means the Eranpin of the Sha'inam is Gala Klal the Klaal Bemoisrais. 
It doesn't reveal itself in excessive forces, in the forces of the extra stuff. It remains within the holy. Yenika, it doesn't give any, any, any life force. Lishum tzad, to any side. Mitzdadei akavin, from the negative possible flow of the right side or the left side. Acherim, yemin Yishmael, where Yishmael is on the right side and Esav is on the left. And lekach nikron, that's why Yaakov's channel is called Briach HaTichon. Briach HaTichon means the center bar. It's the middle pipe. And the middle pipe is the least susceptible to any interference from the outside. Vumidas Emes. And that's why it's called truth. Like it says, give truth to Yaakov. Uksiv Yaakov. And it even says by Yaakov that he redeems Avraham. Avraham needs to be redeemed through Yaakov. Yaakov Ashapadas Avraham. As the Zohar says, He's considered the most perfect of our patriarchs. For this reason, that he is in the middle path of the Zeiram. There is no possibility of deriving energy to the, to the, to the, to the outside, whatever is called Moisris. Moisris means whatever is extra and not, not, shouldn't be there. And Yaakov doesn't really give, give, leave room for that. So he should have definitely be the man capable of lifting up the cup and drawing down that new whole new flow. Right? Yaakov still doesn't want a bench for a different reason. Because he married two sisters. the Torah lesser olav. That the Torah is going to prohibit it on him. And this seems to be a great wonder. He didn't do a sin. He married them before the Torah was given. And it wasn't prohibited yet. We find many things. That was permitted to our forefathers. Even though they did keep the Torah. But many things they were lenient on. Because the Torah wasn't given yet. The Torah wasn't given yet. Ach, or Indian, the idea is that it's precisely the marriage of two sisters that was what Yaakov was afraid. It's this, it's this Indian because this is, has a certain resemblance to the same problem Avram has and Yitzchak has is that he's leaving the possibility for, he's exposing something and therefore opening up for it to be hacked. By marrying two sisters. This is what's not going to allow him, what's going to cause him, as we said, self-doubt, even though he really shouldn't be afraid, what's going to cause him self-doubt if, he can, if he's the one to do it, if he's the right man for the job. The eye and Amishumer of this special wine. Because Avram, who Yishmael came out from him. Um... Basically, I'm just going to give a little. I think I'm going to leave this mainly for next week, but I am going to give a little bit of a a little bit of a synopsis about what this is. The idea is that when when um, Yaakov marrying two sisters was a huge accomplishment. It wasn't just a little thing. It was a huge accomplishment. What his accomplishment was, what is he converged the hidden world and the revealed world. Rachel is considered the revealed world. Leah is considered the hidden world. It's like the, the difference between the world of thought and the world of speech. 
and they obviously they exist on all levels. Speech is what is expressed, and thought is what is still in a hidden in a hidden place. Generally, the system that is in in, in reality is that the concealed worlds are far larger than the revealed worlds. The more things become revealed, the more limited they become. The more things are in their hidden source, they're much richer and richer and richer and richer and richer and vast and greater and deeper and higher and so much more energy as you go higher and hidden. So when you're dealing with thought and speech, like we see in ourselves, the experiences of thought are so much richer than what we can put into speech. Speech is very limited. Speech can only contain a little minute, minute of what you're thinking. And when you try to like express sometimes speech, speech, it can get extremely frustrating that you can't communicate it. It's like what you're, it's like inside it's in you, but you just can't say it. And that's the way God made it. That speech is a little container and thought is a large, a huge container. And it's not, and it's supposed to be that way because, as we said earlier, energy, the more exposed it becomes, the more, the more it can be misused. The more in, inside it is, the more it is protected. It's like if you have an incre- a great idea, a phenomenal idea, that can make you millions of dollars, as long as it's in your thought, no one is going to steal it from you. Unless you wait too long and you play with it too long until someone else figures it out. But generally, no one's going to steal it from you. The moment you start talking about it, before you know it, someone picked up on the idea and it got out there and he beat you to it and you lost the patent and he got it and now you're, all your life you're going to sit and you're going to say, I could have been the millionaire. And the guy stole it from you. So that's the thing. That once you expose things on the outside, it's always the ability for it to be stolen, to be misused, to be whatever. Right? So the better is... So that's why Yaakov's unique power, he can marry two sisters, the world of thought and the world of speech. He was able to channel everything from the concealed hidden world of Leah and bring it into the revealed world of Rachel. Now ultimately, as we said early in the beginning of the class, God wants everything into the revealed. Because the physical world that we live in is where God wants to ultimately manifest everything. But, I say, so Yaakov did that. Yaakov accomplished that. Um, once the Torah was given, a filter was put. The Torah, the Torah is very, very, very delicate. And the Torah is always very concerned about, about what? About, it. let's put it this way, put it this way. Why do we? Why are mitzvot? Why is why is the Torah so? I mean, if if this is all about connecting to God, and about connecting to the opening up the spiritual flow, which is what all of Torah and mitzvot is, why is Judaism so caught up in the ritual details of everything? Sometimes we wonder, like, can't we just get the idea and then everybody's free to do it the way they like it? Why do we have to follow the exact ritual when it comes to a mitzvah? You must do it. And it's so extreme, so detailed, so minute detail. And the answer is because we're dealing with extreme, extreme, extreme energies. When you're doing a mitzvah, you're tapping into the, to the highest forces of spiritual flow. The highest. 
infinitely higher than the universe, infinitely greater than creation, You're getting to the source itself. The Torah has to give you so many restrictions and so many of how that needs to be done because you need to be doing it safely. Because if not, you can create a much bigger mess than a, than a tikkun and a, and a rectification or a... So there needs to be extreme details and details of details and precautions of things needing to be done the right way because of chas v'shalom not. So therefore, just one second, it is for that reason that... Um, it is for that reason that um, Torah becomes very, very worried of any kind of possibility that things that should be in a healed, hidden state become revealed. So the Torah gives us the right settings. That's why the Torah doesn't allow us to marry two sisters. Because you're marrying two sisters, you would, be, you would be taking everything from the hidden and bringing it into the revealed. That's what the two sisters represent. Because up there in heaven there are two sisters. One sister is the first vessels, and the second sister, the two Hays, Yudke, Vavke, in the God's names, are the two Hays are the two sisters. And you would be evening them out. And we cannot do that. Now, Yaakov himself, as I mentioned in the class the other day, had no worry in doing that. Because Yaakov was a place where there was no klipa. He was living in a consciousness of total nullification to God. He was beyond the tree of knowledge. So in his world where he is, for example, if we would be living in a world where everybody is, you know, everybody's honest, everybody is kind, everybody is ethical, and everybody is moral. The moment you have the most amazing idea of this amazing money-making thing, you have no problem running around with a, with a uh, what is it called? A bullhorn, or whatever they're called, and telling the whole neighborhood that this is what you're planning to do, and everybody would encourage you, and everybody would say, how can we help, and lucky you. But in a world where we know that's full of cheaters, and full of this, who are going to, now you can't do it. So Yaakov, in his reality where he lived, in his consciousness, in the world that he lived, there's nothing to be afraid of. His two wives, Rachel and Leah, they too were in that spiritual dimension of Atzilut, where there is no clip. So over there you can marry the two sisters, and unify everything from the concealed into the revealed. But... In the in the in the lower realms over there, you got to be careful. So Yaakov is saying. So since so Yaakov is saying, when God is going to offer him to make from this cup, Yaakov is going to say, "I was engaging in dangerous stuff." True, he was allowed to do it. There was no problem. But he said, "I was engaging in dangerous activity, which, if done by the wrong people." could lead to the same problem that Avram and my father and Avram and Yitzchak. And that is opening up the door for, 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 for Klippa to grab what they shouldn't grab. Leave me out of, this, out, of this, out of this project. I think you can find a better man for this, to do this, to touch this sensitive moment, to, to access this great hidden wine that's in the grapes. I think um, I'm not the man for it. That's the general idea, as we're going to see next week. How that which Yaakov did with marrying two sisters, even though for him it wasn't a sin, that kind of something is, is if mimicked, that's the idea, if, 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 if someone copies it, in a non-perfect world, it's no good.
it's really no good. Yaakov is the Vav. The Yud pulling down in the Vav. And the Vav connects the two Hays. Who is the person that's the Yud? The upper element. Moshe is the Yud. The upper part of Yaakov is the Yud. Okay, we're going to leave it for, for here for another time. Be'ezus Hashem next week to conclude. I didn't think any otherwise.